1: Hey, hey! what's up Cowboys Nation? Welcome to another edition of Cowboys Roundup brought to you by SB Nation's Blogging the Boys, where every day we bring you the latest and greatest Cowboys news and updates. My name is Dan Rogers. You may know me as Danny Phantom at Blogging the Boys or on Twitter at Danny Phantom 24. We want to give a special shout out to all our new listeners. If you haven't yet, please do subscribe to the Blogging the Boys podcast network. Leave us a rating, write a review, tell us what you think. Anything you would like to see different? We are like this Cowboys football team. We can adjust on the fly. Let us know how we can improve your podcast experience because, like our beloved Dallas Cowboys, we aim to please, and those things help us out so much. And as always, if you want to talk to me about anything at all, Cowboys questions, who should be starting, or even what's your favorite scary movie, I'm here for it. By the way, my favorite scary movie is What Lies Beneath? I know the body count isn't high, but man, the jump scenes are fantastic, and it's a well-written story. Robert Zemeckis, Michelle Pfeiffer, Harrison Ford, together are pure magic. What about you? What is your favorite scary movie? Hit me up on Twitter anytime you want, at Danny Phantom 24. It is Tuesday, November 2nd, 2021. We hope your Halloween was safe and full of lots of treats. The Dallas Cowboys certainly gave us delightful treats Sunday night with a 20-16 win over the Minnesota Vikings. Woo-ah. It was a great October for the Cowboys as they went a perfect 4-0 for the month, capping it off with two fantastic road wins. What an incredible game. I honestly didn't think they could top the walk-off overtime touchdown to beat a New England team they hadn't beaten in a quarter of a century. But just when you think it couldn't get any more exhilarating, the Cowboys one-up themselves and pull off the win with their backup quarterback. That is a sign of a quality football team, ladies and gentlemen. I honestly cannot decide what I'm more surprised about. Is it the fantastic job Cooper Rush did in this game or the remarkable play of the defense? I don't think any of us would have expected what we saw from Rush in this game. The resiliency to not get rattled, just keep making throws and orchestrate a game-winning drive. I mean, did that really happen? Did Dalton Schultz and Amari Cooper really catch passes off the body of other players? Did Cedric Wilson really throw the most beautiful-looking spiral you ever did see? Did Zeke just blast through defenders to wheel his way to that first down that set up the game-winning touchdown? And did Kellen Moore really use not one, but two reserve offensive linemen as extra blockers in the backfield? It just seemed like a spooky dream for the Vikings. (laughs) All right, I'll stop doing that. I am so proud of this offense for persevering persevering with Ty Insecki and Terrence Still. I mean, I still have no idea what is going on with Lyle Collins' ordeal and have a hard time fathoming how he's not at least in the mix as a swing tackle, but regardless, great job by the guys who were on the field. And Seki really had a tough time at moments in the game and even got called for a hold that negated a big play, but overall he held up in props to the veteran. It will be really interesting to see how this offensive line arrangement plays out going forward. Something about this just seems askew. On Monday, head coach Mike McCarthy had a chance to speak with the media, and he was asked about how they plan to get LC more involved. Let's listen in and hear what the coach had to say.
0: Definitely want to get uh, LC more involved. You know, he hasn't played. It's exactly what I was told. Doesn't play left tackle since college. So, um, but we'll we'll be able to work work that out we're gonna let the game plan process work that out so but um you know you you look at all the reps not only you know where they played in games but you go back and look at the training camp this is how we do it you look at the training camp reps we're we're the guys rep throughout training camp so we'll, we'll pay attention to that before we make any decisions
1: i'm not totally sure what he means by letting the game plan process work that out but i guess we'll stay tuned and see what happens some key offensive stats in this game. Rush was 24 of 40 for 325 yards with two touchdowns and one pick. Cooper was the leading receiver with eight catches for 120 yards and the game winning touchdown. Lamb had six catches for 112 yards and Cedric added three catches for 84 yards and a touch. Even more remarkable than Rush and the whole offense doing their thing was the impressive showing by the defense. The unit as a whole was just so fiery and was tackling everything. Every time the Vikings player caught a pass, the defense rallied and stopped them in their tracks. The bing-bing play of Anthony Brown to break up the passes in the nick of time. The physical play of Jordan Lewis. And the constant pursuit of Micah Parsons. How about it? Ten solo tackles on the night. Every time he got his hands on someone, it was over. And let's not forget the relentlessness of Randy Gregory. Yes, he had some personal foul calls on him, and honestly, those were silly if you ask me. After the play was over, yeah, okay. After forward progress had been stopped, whatever, Mr. Flag-happy referees. Oh well, we're not here to complain about the officiating, but it did feel like Gregory got the raw deal on those penalties. The Cowboys defense only allowed 278 total yards. That's a season low. They also only allowed 177 passing yards, also a season low. The Cowboys' defense did not create any turnovers, which, by the way, ended a streak of 13 straight games with a takeaway dating back to last season. But you know what? They didn't need it. The defense's secret weapon was getting off the field on third downs, as the Vikings' offense was only one of 13 on third down conversions. That is just crazy! Can you believe a Cowboys defense did that? Imagine a Cowboys defense that did more of that. Imagine them with DeMarcus Lawrence and Neville Gallimore. Now imagine all that with Dak back. (laughs) Never mind. McCarthy was asked about the defense's third down success and had this to say about Quinn's unit. Check it.
0: I think it was a couple of things. I think number one was an excellent adjustment by, you know, Dan Quinn and the staff. Uh, they, they were going heavy protection. They, they were, you know, they are going to chip our, our rushes and so forth. We had intentions to be aggressive with pressure, and then we, we just went to four-man rush and coverage. Yeah, it was a really excellent in-game, in-game adjustment, and they, they kept, you know, chipping and, you know, playing heavy on the edge. And um, I thought our guys were super active, you know, kept the pressure on. I thought our defensive front was outstanding in the game and uh, gave us a chance to play coverage with seven most of the night.
1: Indeed, it was a phenomenal job by the front four. It was a phenomenal job by the defense as a whole. What's incredible is that they are getting so much contribution from so many. And even more incredible is that it's coming from guys that weren't on this team a year ago. For example, nine defensive players logged over 40 snaps on Sunday. Six of them, Micah Parsons, J. Ron Kearse, Osa Odigizua, Demonte KZ, Terrell Basham, and Malik Hooker didn't play for this Cowboys defense a year ago. So when people say this isn't your 2020 Cowboys defense, they're right. It's a bunch of different guys. Let's run down some injury updates. Cornerback Trayvon Diggs suffered an ankle injury, but he should be fine. Left tackle Tyron Smith re-aggravated his ankle and undergone tests yesterday to determine how significant it is no news yet on those results. The news is not so good for rookie linebacker Jabril Cox, who suffered an ACL injury that will require surgery. The Cowboys will have an additional week to get Dak Prescott ready. McCarthy told the media that Prescott is expected to be a full go for Thursday's practice. McCarthy said that Marcus Lawrence is getting close, and that he wasn't sure if it will be this week or next week, but he should be getting close to getting on the field. McCarthy also said that Michael Gallup is getting close, and he'll get his reps increased this week. That's it for our updates today. Make sure to check out all the great podcasts throughout the entire week. Every day, we got something new for you. Later today, we'll have the 750 with Tony Casillas and RJ Ochoa, as well as the BTB Roundtable, where we hash out all the great talking points of Sunday's game. So keep your eyes out for those, two. But that's all we have for today. Thanks for hanging out with us. Hope you have the best day ever. Stay safe, stay happy. Stay true to the silver and blue, and we will catch you later.